Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our web address. ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money. Coming up in just 20 minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, there's something that you might be doing that for me is absolutely a Clark Rage. We got to talk it through. And coming up a half hour from now, what does being a monk have to do with your retirement plan? A monk? A retirement plan? Just wait till I unfold that riddle for you. I want to talk for a minute about Amazon and what they're offering to women right now with clothing. Amazon is doing a test right now that allows Prime members to look at clothes online, have Amazon send them to you, no obligation. They don't even charge you for the clothes. They give you a week to try them out. And if you don't like them, you send them back. And by the way, Amazon pays the shipping both directions. If you do like them and keep them more than seven days, whatever you keep and only what you keep, then you're billed for it, you pay for it. Now, clothing is one of those items that has a sky-high return rate. And a lot of people who've ordered clothes online are like, I'm not doing that again. Look how that worked out for me. And Amazon is trying to crack the code. And who knows if they will be successful. Now, I don't buy fashion at all. I buy practical clothing to wear and what I do is this is I know this is weird but I'll buy like an item I'm interested in I'll buy one of them and try it and if I really like it then I'll go and order more of that same item because my imagination with wardrobe is zero like many men so I wear what's called the Clarkiform basically the same almost like a, my own version of a school uniform I wear virtually every day of the work year. And then I work out every day, and I wear workout shorts, T-shirts, that kind of thing. And so I have figured out how to get what can be great savings online and at the same time eliminate a lot of the hassle of returns. Now, you may be wondering what do I do when I buy something online, one of an item, and I get it and it's a bust? I turn around and donate it. And that way someone who gets clothing at a used clothing store is actually getting a real fine, getting an item from me. Well, they don't know it's from me, but they're getting something brand new at a deal. Lauren... You are a return caller to the Clark Howard Show, aren't you? Yes. Hi, Clark. Hi. Let me reset the table. You have road, roadside assistance from your auto insurer. Yes. You needed to make a call to have a tow truck come, get roadside assistance. They come, they do it. You're like, oh, I'm glad I have that. That was a good idea to get that from my auto insurer. And then it turned out to be a terrible idea. Why? 
why that becomes such a bad idea, Lauren? Back up on my clue report. Clue report meaning the like the report card on how you handle your auto insurance, and they kicked you hard in the teeth by listing you using the roadside assistance they were selling you as a benefit as a claim against your insurance, putting you in a penalty box for getting new insurance for years. And I said to you, I want to get the answer from the Clue people. Is this really okay? Can they really put on your report about the towing? And the answer from Clue is absolutely yes. In fact, Clue says, hey, I'm going to paraphrase, and then I'll read you what the legalese says. We just, they say it, we report it. And what their legal answer says is they don't wait or evaluate the loss information. So they allow any insurer to say anything they want is a claim, including you calling for the roadside assistance, which to call that a claim is a bunch of hogwash. You know it and I know it. And the insurers are just ripping you off. So you cannot appeal. You cannot try to get it removed. There is no appeal process for it. And it's an outrage that that would be counted against you shopping for auto insurance. So you know what I would do if I were you? What would that be? I, if you're fired up, I would call your state insurance commissioner and give him or her a piece of your mind that that should be banned as a practice in your state. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking, Clark. Okay. Because no excuse for it. And it is, it is a complete ethical and moral breakdown for insurance. The key thing, never, ever, ever buy roadside assistance from your auto insurer. Never, if you have it, don't ever use it from your auto insurer because what that supposedly free roadside service or tow can cost you is thousands of dollars in higher insurance premiums. If you want to have the peace of mind of roadside assistance, AAA or anybody like that is who you want. Shame, shame, shame on the nation's auto insurers doing something sneaky, rotten, terrible, and underhanded like this. Katie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Katie. Hi, how are you? Great, thank you, Katie. We want to talk about another part of insurance, life insurance. Yeah, my husband asked me to find out some stuff, and I thought you might be a good resource. Let's hope. So we have a term life insurance policy, and it's good for 250000 on each of us. We're both insured through work for life insurance as well. I have um, 10 times my salary, and he has five times his salary. Um, the term expires next year, and it goes from about $40 a month um, to like $150 a month. It, 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 over, it, it goes from 400 a year to, to 1500 Now that's with the insurer it's already with, right? Right. Okay. How old are each you and your husband? We're both 41 this year. Okay. So that increase is simply because 
you're going from a level term to a conversion to annual renewable term. Okay. And this is the point at which I, I would go ahead before the term is up and you would go to the much higher premium, which then would step up every year moving forward, is that you go shop the market again. The good news, okay. do you have 10-year or 20-year level term? What do you have right now? It was 10-year. So in the last 10 years, the premiums for level term insurance have gone down, not up. Okay. You'll pay more because you're each 10 years older, but you'll find that the, the marketplace for what you'll pay for being 10 years older is a lot cheaper than what 10 years older would have been 10 years ago. Okay. And, and since and, we're both covered with work, do we need a term life insurance policy? Yeah, I don't or? like the coverage from work because okay. the coverage from work, when you leave that job, it, it's a problem. Okay. So having your own is, is what I prefer. And I now have two sources that I've been mentioning to people, one called Quotacy, Q-U-O-T-A-C-Y.com, okay. and the other... Okay. Po- policygenius.com who will give you quotes online and you never have to talk with a pushy salesperson. Excellent. So I would Great. reshop it and with each of you being in your 40s I would but I must tell you you look much younger on the radio. Oh, thank you so much. So do you. <laughs> thank you. So I would tell you by 20 year level term, not another 10 year. You'll you'll be Shocked a little bit about the premium, but go ahead and lock in what your cost is going to be for the lion's share of your remaining work cycle. And that'll get the boys out of school and started on their own lives and everything, too. So, That's perfect. Which is the big thing we want to do is make sure they were taken care of. So 20-year so would be ideal. Okay. We will look into that. Thank you very, very much. I did forget to ask you one other thing. Uh-huh. Any changes in health for either of you that would make insurance difficult to get now? No. Oh, then great. Go ahead and you shop that market and you get a new 20-year term policy. Nick is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Nick. Hello. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Nick. I am so excited. You want to know how to save for retirement. Yes, I do. I, I, I've got a pension, but the pension's going to be cut, and I've been putting into a 401k, but the fees are kind of high, and I want to know, I heard a while back with catching your show, and that's one other thing I wish we I could be able to do is listen to you every day, because I drive a truck, and that's not always the case. I wish there was a, a satellite issue or something. I could hold you and listen to all these conversations. Well, but you could, if you point. wish, you could listen to our podcasts. Well, I'm, I'm driving a semi. I don't think that's. I don't think I can be able to do that on a podcast, can I? Yeah, you can. Uh, right on your smartphone, when you have Wi-Fi, you can download the podcasts and then just listen to them on your phone. Oh, uh, well, as long as the battery life lasts, I could. I could do that all day long, right? That's or true. Plug in that smartphone. Plug it in your cigarette lighter in that semi. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, like I said, I I, I, I heard you say one time about going to this uh, uh, the, to the Roth instead of doing the four hundred one k and 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 I was really thinking about that issue. What should I do there? Well, if you if you want to open a Roth, the easiest ticket into it takes a thousand dollars. 
You have to come right. up. You got to save up till you have a thousand. I have that. Great. Then Vanguard has an account called a Target Retirement Fund, where you take that thousand dollars, you put it into a fund that's closest to the year that you think you're going to retire. So it could be. Um, how old are you? I'm fifty-three. So are you thinking of retiring at 65, 70? What are you thinking? I'm thinking because of the issue, uh, they want to they want to pay this supplemental for two years if I work till I'm 63. 63 is my targeted age. So you could go in the Vanguard 2025 fund, and they automatically over the years change the mix of what the money's in to deal with you getting older. And you can open it with a thousand. You can add to it as you wish. Because of your age, you're allowed to put up to sixty five hundred dollars each year. But once the thousand's in, you can add as little as you wish, just no more than sixty five hundred each year. But didn't you say that it would grow tax free versus the four hundred one K? It grows tax free and it's spent tax free. Death tax free. Okay. So, so now what's the pros and cons to uh with the 401k, of course, Social Security were being taxed and it would be taxed on that 401k too, right? Yeah, so that's the difference. And I'd like for you to have both. One thing, though, do you get a match from your employer on the 401k? No, I did zero because we have a private pension through them. Oh, too. so you got no match. So the Roth would be a better choice for you, particularly since you already have pre tax money in that um, 401k. Now you start building up money from 53 to 63 in a post-tax account that'll be tax-free to you, the Roth IRA. And if you go to Clark.com, go to my investment guide, you can click right over to opening one of those Roth IRAs with Vanguard and putting the money in the Target 2025 fund. Today's Clark Rageous moment is a Clark Rage about you and me. I've got some numbers for you that, well, I found them very disturbing. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. Market Watch reports that three-quarters of us, three-quarters, go on a vacation without the money to pay for it, and then just run up charges on credit cards that we can't pay when the bill comes in for the vacation we just took. And the average American comes home from a vacation with over $1,100 in debt that you have to pay off over time. So there's a concept that is going to sound so quaint So think about it, only 25% of people are saving money up front for a vacation they're going to take. That's how we used to do it. In fact, at credit unions, they still offer something that used to be universally offered, and that is a vacation savings club or vacation savings account. In every pay period... A certain amount of your paycheck automatically goes into your vacation fund. So when it's time to take a vacation, you've got the cash to pay for it. And then you don't have to worry about a financial hangover 
from the vacation you just got home from. And if your life is way too pinched for you to be able to save the money for your vacation, I know this sounds like insensitive, but I think you should take a more affordable vacation that's not going to drive you into debt. Just a thought. And I know that I may sound way too old school on this, but borrowing money for lifestyle is never a good idea. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever, not ever, rip you off. It's people getting ripped off that got a man of the cloth to leave his chosen path, which was being a monk. I don't know if you've heard this story. It's made the rounds pretty much. I read it in Your Money about Doug Lynham. And he was a dedicated monk. And in his job as a monk, he did a lot of, is it referred to as pastoral counseling? And so when he'd meet with people who would come for religious counsel, he noticed a pattern that every single person who came to him for spiritual advice had an underlying severe financial problem. And he started doing budgets for people, started helping them understand how they were handling their money, But something that came up repeatedly was that people who were coming to him were being ripped off in retirement plans. And so he decided, for him at least, he could do more good for the world if he went out and did legit, honest financial advice, retirement advice and planning for people and that's what he does now and what he does is guide people in how not to be cheated really more how to do it the right way so it says something doesn't it that the way people get investment and retirement advice in the United States is generally broken to the point that a monk felt like he needed to give up the cloth and go do this for a living. And it is hard for you to find advice you can trust on investing. But that's why at Clark.com, and I keep refining it, I have a list of organizations you can go to and get financial advice that will be honest, forthright, decent, and putting you first. Because what so many people don't realize till it's too late and they've been so harmed, when you go to somebody for investment advice, 
They can be working directly against you and not for you. They are allowed to advise you to get stuff, to get investments that make them money, but may do nothing but have your money you put with them shrink and shrink and shrink. To me, it's a national scandal. But there are players out there that are doing it straight up and right. Doesn't mean that their recommendations will make you money. Investing has risk. But they're putting your interests first. And, and as I mentioned a minute ago, I've divided it out by the kind of topic area so you know, you know which of these companies would be best for what you're looking for in terms of how you want to handle your investing and how much money you have to invest. John joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, John. Hey, Clark. How you doing? Great. Thank you, John. What's going on in your life? Yes, I just have a uh, quick question. I have some uh, documents that I need to shred, and an office store says that they take them uh, for a certain price, and then they put them in the safe, and then periodically a big truck uh, comes to them and, and shreds them at their, at their store. I was just wanting to know is that the, the middleman thing. Is that a safe thing? Well, guys? it's very common in the corporate sector now, John, for people to use document shredding companies or okay. document service companies or whatever you want to call them. And it is an area that I have never had a complaint about and there may have been a time or two that i've never it's never come on my radar screen where one of those companies didn't do what they said they would do but uh, it it is something that i think as much as you could you should be able to trust because they go in the documents go in at the office supply store they go into a lot kind of thing that then is taken away by the document shredding service and I, I think that you can feel confident because your thing is you don't want to sit there and, and spend an hour shredding item by item by item. Uh, well, actually, it was just the middleman thing, sort of kind of thing. You know, you drop documents off and you leave. Oh, so that makes you nervous is could the yeah. middleman be a crook? Uh, I, you right. know, I, I ha- got to tell you, it just has not been an issue that I ha- have had come up at all is being a danger okay uh clark i thank you very very much for your information i feel a whole lot better so uh i'm going to go on ahead and uh, uh do that i just wanted to get a little more assurance there in that area okay i would feel comfortable and micah is with us on the clark howard show hi micah how are yep. you doing hi, clark. good you thank you for taking my call my pleasure micah my clark my question is i'm a 19 year old college student um and my question is would it be wise for me to get some kind of financial coach? Um, you know, I'm starting to have some income come in. I want to start saving for my future. What avenues would you recommend me? Is it, is it financial Smith, financial coaching? Is it some kind of, you know, financial service? What would you recommend? How close is a mirror to you, Micah? How close is a mirror? What? How close do you have a mirror to you as you're uh, speaking to me? Uh, pretty close. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at myself right now. Okay. There's your financial coach. Okay. The one you're looking at right back, staring back at you at the mirror. Because at night, you said 19. Yes. Okay. So you're my hero 
I had somebody else recently on the show who's 20 who is asking me a similar kind of question. I love it because you saving at 19 for your future, that's going to make you, I mean, incredibly financially well off. I dare say, if you keep up the habit over the years, you'll be rich. I mean, at 19, the only thing you need to be about is putting the money aside. And it's so easy if you follow some simple rules. You're working. How much income do you have per year? Um, About 12,000. Okay. So you're fully eligible at 19 to put $5,500 if you want to save that much or any amount you want to up to that amount in a Roth IRA. Okay. Which, because of your income level, you don't benefit from the tax deduction of doing a traditional IRA, but you can put 5500 in now at 19 years old, and that money will grow tax-free for the next 40-plus years. Okay. And then you spend it tax-free 40-plus okay. years from now, and just this $5,500 contribution um, invested, diversified across stock-type choices Figure it's going to double about every eight or nine years. Even if you never put another penny in, that money becomes real money over a 40-plus year period. Okay. So you don't need a coach, but I do have a beginner investment guide at ClarkHoward.com. Okay. That 10 minutes from now, 10 minutes from this moment we're speaking... You can okay. already have an account open and have started funding it with money you've saved. Okay. And I have a starter account I really like called the Vanguard Star. Vanguard Star. Okay. Vanguard is, um, I guess, the biggest investment house now in okay. the world. And with Vanguard, um, if you open an account, it's like a credit union for investing. The organization is owned by people who open accounts with it so everything they do is about giving you the best deal in the industry okay so so you could open a roth ira with them or with somebody else i have on my investment guide or with somebody else you find on your own and you just put money into an account like the star and just keep adding to it through the years and Micah, you're going to be on a fantastic path because starting at 19, most people don't start saving till they're 40 years old. I know. I've always, I've always been told by my parents that you can never be too young to start saving. So I uh, might as well start early. All right. So I changed what I said. I said, you are my hero. Now I substitute your parents are my heroes. Uh, well, how about 50-50? All right. That's a deal. Gigi's with us on the Clark Howard Show. How are you? Yes, I'm fine. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. You have a real estate question for me. I do. How do we trade a house from one state to another and everything be legal and all good? So you are, is this an investment property, not a personal residence? No, it's a personal residence. So you are going to trade... Your personal residence in one place to somebody who will trade you a property in another state. Yeah. And and not neither one will be an investment. No, no. Interesting. So normally, uh, if it if it is an investment property, it's done one way. 
uh, through what's known as a tax-free exchange, but that doesn't apply when you're selling a personal residence, buying another one. Normally, you'll have to do two real estate closings anyway. Right. You don't avoid that. How are you valuing each house? Like, how much is the house in the other state? What What's the individual selling it they're, for? They're both just below, just below half a million. Really? So we're talking big money houses. Do each of you own the houses free and clear? Yes. Okay. What you would do in that case is no real estate agents are involved, right? Right. All right. So you ha- you need a real estate lawyer in each state. Okay. You would have contracts drawn up and do simultaneous closings or, or nearly simultaneous closings. Okay. And the way that's done, and a lawyer may have a different answer, and this is, you know, the, a real estate closing attorney does this all the time. So they may give you a slightly different answer than what I'm going to tell you. But the way I understand it's done is that the contracts are signed, the seller for one signs papers, the buyer for the uh, for the other property signs papers, and then at the same time, one of them does the closings for both, or you meet and you do the closings for both at the same time. What you don't want to have is any situation where the sale of one property is executed and then the second property, somebody doesn't sign and you sold one and not bought the other, or you bought one and you haven't sold the other. Okay. So that's why you want to have a real estate lawyer in each jurisdiction. Okay. You can't have okay. one who handles it in both places. Tax-wise, at the price points you're selling and the other individual selling, there's no tax consequence. Because okay. for a single individual, a quarter million dollars in profit flows tax-free. For a married couple, half a million dollars in proceeds okay. flow tax-free. So it is essentially simultaneous transactions. Okay, okay. And so it's it's easier than most any other transaction because there's no mortgages that have to be dealt with. It's more a matter of trust. How well do you know the individual in the other state? Don't, don't know them. That's why I'm asking. Huh. So an individual who doesn't know you, you've seen their home if they come to see yours? Yeah. Yeah, we've kind of done all that. Okay. So now, especially with it being someone you don't know, you will want to have your own real estate attorney that represents you in each state. Okay. So I just boosted your legal fees. You got to make sure that everything is done properly. Start with a lawyer in your own state who does real estate closings only. That's his or her area of expertise. And you hire them. They're representing you. You tell them what you're trying to accomplish. They'll tell you how to protect yourself. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. 
Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Terry is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Terry. Hi, how are you doing, Clark? Great. Thank you, Terry. Trying to assist my nephew with getting some car insurance. He just recently moved to the state. Um, and he's a young driver. He's 20, and he's got a sports car. Kinda a 20-year-old guy with a sports car. That, that yeah. For an auto insurer, that is a nightmare walking in the door, you know. For me, it's a bit of a nightmare also. Well, okay. That's not easy to buy the coverage. You know, the... The auto insurers charge, I think it's six times what it is for a driver 40 to 60 with a clean driving record. I've heard that it's six times the price for a young male driver, and that doesn't come close to compensating for the risk to the insurer. Wow. So I didn't realize it that much. <laughs> well, you think about the, it's something I hate to mention, but it's just a fact is that the injury and fatality rate with young drivers is enormous. And so for the insurers, the risk level is just very, very high. And not to mention the, the tragedy for families. So buying the insurance coverage, particularly when there's a lot of horses under the hood, becomes really, really difficult. For your nephew, having to buy coverage on his own, a lot of insurers will not consider him. And what I like for him to do is to call an independent agent. Okay. If you're familiar with the terminology, an independent agent can quote from many different companies and where someone who's an all-state agent can only quote all-state. Someone who's a state farm agent can only quote state farm. An independent agent can quote a wide variety of companies and can use his or her experience and expertise to find the best placement for your nephew. Okay. All right. But it will be expensive. Okay. Because, you know, the, with a sports car for a young driver, the young driver thinks that the cost of the sports car is the big money, but often it'll be the insurance that will be the really big money. You know how I know, have a real firsthand view of this? Why is that? I have a daughter who is going to go from her permit to her license. And so I called my insurer to find out how much it was going to boost the premiums. And I thought the quote I was getting was a six-month increase, but it was a monthly increase. <laughs> it was just huge. <laughs> so it, it's just a cost of doing business when you're young behind the wheel and the fancier the car, the faster it is the more difficult it is. So hopefully an independent agent will be able to find the best square deal for him, Terry. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for tuning in to The Clark Howard Show today. And if you're like me, you like deals, well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at ClarkDeals.com that help you save money day in and day out. We work around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items, check out ClarkDeals.com.